You're listening to Truly Criminal, the home of true crime. To see the video version of this case, including the footage and photos, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Truly Criminal. In 2004, Wife Swap USA took to the screens. Originally starting in the UK a year prior, the format was a success, and the reality show soon travelled overseas to be picked up by ABC. The premise was simple. Two different households, usually with dramatically different lifestyles, swapped wives and or mothers, or sometimes husbands and or fathers, over. They would spend one week playing by the family's rules, and then the second week with the family playing by the rules of whoever had joined before reuniting with their own families to discuss the experience. Four years into the show airing in America, in 2008, viewers around the world were introduced to the Stockdale family. ABC producers were searching for a bluegrass family band, specifically and one that held strong, faith-based traditional values. ABC found what they were looking for with the Stockdale family. The Stockdales consisted of Mother Kathy, aged 44, Father Tim, aged 48, and their children, 19-year-old Calvin, Charles, who was 16, 15-year-old Jacob, and the youngest son, James, who was 11 at the time. It's said that despite Kathy and Tim being initially reluctant to want to participate in the show, The four boys were eager for the experience, and eventually the family decided to take the ABC producers upon their offer. Kathy and Tim had moved from the big city to a secluded and rural area in a village called Beach City in Stark County, Ohio, to raise their four sons. They lived on a farm on Dolphin Street, southwest in Bethlehem Township. Tim worked a full-time job, leaving the house every day at 5.30am, and Kathy stayed at the farm to homeschool the children. The Stockdales were a deeply religious family, and Kathy said they had moved up to the farm to develop wholesome family values, and she and Tim wanted to protect their sons and keep them sheltered. Each person participating in the swap has to leave a list of rules that acts almost as a manual and explains the family's dynamics. In this extensive write-up, Kathy explained that the children were banned from watching TV, playing video games listening to music unless it was approved by Kathy and Tim, and they weren't allowed to date. I have never been on a date, 16-year-old Jacob said on the show. There's better ways to find out about girls than dating. The children were homeschooled so Kathy, in her own words, could control their character and education, away from any influences of other students or teachers. She said that they ate breakfast at the same time every day, but if her boys were not on time, she would give them two minutes to arrive and then charged them 25 cents for being late. In order to earn privileges in the house, the boys had to complete chores to get tokens, which would go onto a chart on the wall. They could then exchange the tokens for things like listening to a family-approved radio show. By all intents and purposes, the family lived a fairly secluded life, having each other for company. Kathy said, Life is not about entertainment and fun. I do not promote a lot of leisure time for the boys. A lot of emphasis in the teen world is placed on hanging out with friends. We do not hang out. I insist that the boys have a focus and a purpose to any activity so that the boys do not become corrupted by meaningless relationships. 
She said that although she was raising her boys in a much stricter environment than her parents had raised her in, she felt it was for the best, given how times had changed. And ultimately, as a family, they believed that spending time together without anything interfering was the most important thing. The Stockdale family. The boys were very musically gifted and played in a bluegrass band with their dad, Tim. Hello, everybody. How do you do? We're here to sing and play for you. elements of gospel and comedy as well, and they would often compete in regional competitions and perform at bluegrass gatherings. They were all undoubtedly very talented, and the family said they enjoyed any chance to play and make music together. Tim said it was a good way to teach the children about working together, and for them to earn some money. Kathy would act as the band's manager, and together the band produced four albums. The Stockdales swapped with the Tonkovic family, who couldn't have been more different. Laurie Tonkovic attempted to change things up by giving the brothers more freedom, but she was met with fierce resistance. Laurie said, When I switched the rules and I was going to let them have fun, let them have television and video games and experience life a little bit, Jacob ran outside crying, and when I went out after him, I asked him what was wrong, and he said that his mum and dad would tell him he would burn in hell. After the wife swap experience was over, by all accounts, things seemed to carry on as normal for the Stockdale family. They continued to perform with the boys often winning competitions for their music, and they carried on working on the family farm. Almost a decade later, however, Calvin and Charles had moved out of the house and area. They had also officially left the family band, although they did still play music with them in the home whenever they returned to visit. Calvin began working at Hillsdale College in Michigan and Charles was studying to be a doctor in Philadelphia. 21-year-old James was studying business at university and was hoping to go into the business side of managing the family band. Kathy was still regularly uploading to her YouTube channel which often showed the boys performing and getting up to various activities. Her last upload was on March 23, 2017 and showed her youngest son James in the snow making jokes and kidding around. Oh, hello everyone. I'd like to invite you to the 9th Annual Stockdale Family Band Bluegrass and Gospel Show on April Fool's Day. You won't have to be the fool though. We got that covered for you. Click above for more details. The remaining members of the Stockdale Band, which were now Tim, Jacob and James, and a family friend, Joe Steiner, were still finding a decent amount of success, and the band was completely booked up throughout the summer. The Stockdales attended a musical gathering with other family members and friends during the month of June, and one witness recalled that Jacob left early due to not feeling well. In mid-June, they performed at the Wildcat Ranch in Ohio. Nothing seemed amiss, and everything appeared as it normally was. At 4.36pm, police received a call. They could hear nothing, and whoever was on the end of the line swiftly hung up. Whoever made that call remains unclear. When authorities arrived at the location the call had come from, 
Residents alerted them to gunshots that had been heard near the Stockdale family farm. Neighbours said they had heard between 10 and 12 shots, sometime between 1 and 3pm. As police approached the property, they saw the door was open and a figure was standing inside. They then heard a single gunshot. They found 25-year-old Jacob Stockdale on the floor with a gunshot wound to the head. He was bleeding profusely, but was still alive. Upstairs in the bathroom, they found 54-year-old Cathy. 21-year-old James was discovered near a door. Both of them were deceased, having died from gunshot wounds that had come from a 20-gauge shotgun, the same one found with Jacob. Jacob had taken the gun from the home, shot his mother and brother, then turned the gun on himself. dead bodies along with what they believe is a self-inflicted gunshot wound on a third person over on Dolphin Street yesterday afternoon. They got the 911 call hang up around 4.30 in the afternoon. The victims, 21-year-old James Stockdale and his mother, 54-year-old Catherine Stockdale. The alleged suspect, James's brother, Catherine's son, 25-year-old Jacob Stockdale. He was flown to Metro Health Medical Center. A neighbor tells us they were part of a bluegrass band called the Stockdale Family Band. On that band's website, we found that the family was featured on ABC's show Wife Swap. They also released a statement early this morning thanking everyone for their well wishes and asking for privacy right now as they figure out what happened. We're going to follow this and bring you all the updates here and online. Tim was out of the house at the time, as were Calvin and Charles. Calvin said, James, our youngest brother, has always been a catalyst of family fun. He leaves behind many friends and a family that loved him dearly. My brother Jacob is still in critical condition and we are praying for his physical recovery as our family makes funeral plans and begins the healing process. He also said that as a family they love him and forgive him. A grieving Tim said, Kathy has been my beloved wife of 32 years and a wonderful mother to our four sons. She loved nothing more than being a mother and grandmother. She had a strong sense of learning and was passionate about her Christian faith, natural health and organic farming. Late last, uh, yesterday afternoon at about 4.36 p.m., our office received a 911 call from the residents. It was a landline call, not a cell phone call. It was a hang-up call. Um, at that time, after we received the hang-up call, which we do in a number of cases on a daily basis, we responded deputies to the residents. Upon arrival at the residence, the deputies noticed that the front door was open they gave verbal commands, there was no response, uh, and at that time, um, there was a gunshot that went off. Uh, after the gunshot went off, they uh, tactically approached the house uh, when some backup arrived and discovered that the suspect, Jacob Stockdale, had uh, attempted suicide and, and shot himself at, uh, when they arrived. Um, they also discovered two victims in the home, uh, 54-year-old Catherine Barbara Stockdale and 21-year-old James William Stockdale both have uh, were deceased as a result of a gunshot wound. Uh, deputies continue to investigate the case along with the Stark County Coroner's Office. Uh, once we have more information available on the case, we will provide it to you. Currently, um, the suspect, Jacob Stockdale, is in Cleveland Metro in critical care. Any run-ins with Jacob prior to this incident? Maybe no, ma'am. Not related to the house? None at all. 
you haven't been there, no run-ins, anything. And it seems like a really nice, wholesome family. What are you looking at from yeah, any motive yet at this point? You know, it's hard to, you know, kind of surmise what the motive may have been. Um, you know, there's, there's some speculation. Um, don't really want to get into that part of it. But, um, you know, we'll continue to investigate this case and try to determine if there's a motive. Just do not know. Father, indicate any issues that have been leading up to this? None at all. Mental health issues? Never mentioned anything of, of that nature. We're learning that as well. Okay. Uh, we were not aware of that when we responded. <clears throat> as was asked, we had never uh, had a reason to be called to that residence in the past. So we don't have anything in our, our CAD or any information that we'd been there in the past. So. Jacob stayed in hospital for over a year, receiving numerous surgeries, including reconstructive and extensive treatment for his severe brain injuries. He had lost all sight in his left eye and was living with at least seven metal fragments permanently lodged in his head. In September 2018, after over a year of treatments and medical care, Jacob was charged with two counts of murder, and he entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. A grand jury decided not to apply the death penalty in his case. Having had a chance to review the previous report issued by Psychodiagnostic, I am also going to be filing the not guilty by reason of insanity plea and ask the court to order the appropriate evaluations for that plea also. In January 2019, Jacob attended a short hearing with his defence attorney and his attorney requested a psychological evaluation of his client. After this, Jacob was placed in Heartland Behavioural Healthcare Hospital, a secure state psychiatric facility, because he was deemed not mentally competent to stand trial. He was assessed several times, but due to the brain damage after attempting to take his own life, the results were often differing. He tried to escape from the hospital twice, first in November 2019, by hiding in between book stacks, and a month later when he was caught trying to blend in with people walking out of the institution. A doctor who had been asked to assess Jacob said he was confident that after a year of treatment in Heartland Healthcare, he should be competent to stand trial. The trial was still proving tough to get started for various reasons. Delays due to the COVID-19 pandemic had pushed everything back, and Jacob's complete silence during the hearings meant it was even harder to move forward. Mr. Stockdale, are you able to hear me? First of all, officer, can you hear me? Yes, Your Honor, we can okay, hear you. Okay, and thank you. Uh, Mr. Stockdale, I am uh, Judge Frank Forshoni. Do you Are you able to hear me today? Okay, he is not responding. Um, my first concern was whether they could hear and the officer standing behind him can hear. Uh, Mr. Stockdale, can you see your lawyers here today, Mr. Kazanis and Mr. Graham? Okay, again, he's not responding, but he is seated there. Stockdale, can you hear me, first of all? Good morning, sir. Good morning, okay, and you're able to respond to me today? Yes. 
Okay, good, good. I don't want to ask any more questions beyond that. The charges here are very serious. And as a judge, my job is to make sure that you get a fair trial. I mean, that's my goal in every every trial. I don't prejudge anything. Um, and I'm bending over backwards to make sure that you get a fair chance here, okay? But when we get to competency issues and evaluations for sanity, um, the only way we can proceed is if you participate. I mean, you have to participate. You have two really good lawyers. I mean, they're not good lawyers, they're outstanding lawyers. And I would have never appointed them to you if I didn't trust them. And I can't say enough good things about them. But they can only adequately represent you if you work with them and talk to them. This may be a strange environment for everybody here, but the justice system does have to proceed in this case. I am setting the trial date, but I'm also then going to uh, have my staff contact Dr. Wood's office to get somebody out there to uh, interview. Dr. Wood was sent in to assess Jacob. Due to hospital policies and COVID-19 restrictions, hearings and legal meetings were taking place over Zoom, but Dr. Wood was asked to go in in person to talk to Jacob. Jacob was still not participating or answering questions. But after a long assessment, she eventually found him to have been clinically sane at the time of the murders. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh... In this particular case, there's been a report that has been filed in this case, and just to walk through it, by Dr. Arcangela Woods, it's her opinion based on a reasonable psychological certainty that you are not suffering from a severe mental defect at this time of the charge, uh, and she lists her reasons. Um, she indicates it's her opinion beyond a reasonable psychological certainty that Mr. Stockdale was not suffering from a severe mental disease at the time charged. Um, she's indicating that uh, Mr. Stockdale, in her opinion, uh, based on a reasonable psychological certainty, he was not suffering from a severe mental illness or disease or defect at the time of the offense charged. Uh, and an opinion regarding wrongfulness cannot be rendered because uh, his defense is that uh, he's asserting his innocence. So we have this report, we've done the competency, we've done several competency evaluations, we've now done the uh, sanity evaluation. We have a trial scheduled for May 4th of this year. The defense, are you able first of all to get in to see your client okay? Your Honor, we are not at this time able to get into Heartland. We are, however, able to have a Zoom conference okay. with him, which we've been doing on. After this, the trial was finally able to move forward. It was originally set for the 26th of January, 2021, but because of the restrictions due to the pandemic, this prohibited Jacob's attorney from meeting with him in person at the mental health facility. The defence requested a delay on legal proceedings, citing inability to adequately prepare for the trial. Judge Frank Forcioni allowed this and pushed the trial back to May 4th, 2021. During this time, professionals inside Heartland Healthcare believed that Jacob was fit to leave the hospital and be moved to jail. Jacob had been keeping on top of his medications and participating in group therapy sessions and activities and seemed to be making big improvements. His defence attorneys argued that these improvements, however, proved that he needed to stay inside the hospital 
to continue making these positive steps, and they were worried that if he left, it would cause more harm to him and set him back. As the May trial loomed, the defence could no longer go with the insanity plea originally put forward, so they ultimately went with a guilty plea in the hopes it may result in a reduced sentence. A week before it was due to commence, the now 27-year-old Jacob Stockdale appeared before Judge Frank Forcioni, who had been presiding since the start. He entered a plea of guilty to the murders of his mother Kathy and his younger brother James. The two firearm specifications were dismissed. The judge now had the task of sentencing him. At the sentencing hearing, Jacob's family declined to speak personally, but they gave a prepared statement to the chief prosecutor. Our family grieves the loss of Catherine Barbara Stockdale and James William Stockdale. Kathy was a loving mother, grandmother, daughter, sister, aunt, mentor and friend to many. James was a loving son, brother, nephew, uncle, cousin and friend to many. Kathy put all her efforts into homeschooling all four sons through their graduation from high school. Losing her encouraging words and comforting hugs has been devastating. James was a college student and dedicated musician, bringing smiles to all. While Jacob has no recollection of the events of that day, he trusts the legal system to do the right thing. It's beyond our understanding why this act was committed. One of the Stockdale brothers added, We love you and forgive you for the role that you had in their deaths. To the degree that we are capable of knowing the hearts of Mom and James, we are convinced that they also forgive you for taking their lives. The letter went on to say that the family was so grateful to the first responders who had helped save Jacob's life that afternoon. The Stockdales requested that the judge be lenient and give Jacob the lightest sentence possible. His father Tim, who had been at every single hearing, said, My sons and I continue to love Jacob. The judge sentenced Jacob to 15 years for each murder to run consecutively. He said, I have to protect the public, and the nature of these charges are so gruesome you will serve the next 30 years to life in prison. It is unconfirmed as to whether or not there is a parole eligibility date for Jacob, but if he serves out his full sentence, he will be almost 60 when it comes time for release. Although the reasons behind everything that happened that day remains unconfirmed, many people, along with Laurie Tonkovic, who switched with Kathy on wife swap, believes that the strictness and pressures of the Stockdale household pushed Jacob to the extreme. When you first heard about what happened to the Stockdale family, what was your reaction? I actually, when my son called me to tell me what had happened, um, he didn't know who the shooter was. I knew immediately. You knew in your heart that it was Jacob? Yeah. When I switched the rules and I was going to let them have fun, have a television and video games and, you know, experience life a little bit, um, he ran outside crying. And when I went out after him, I asked him what was wrong. And he said that his mom and dad, you know, tell him that basically he would burn in hell. He lived in a very controlled environment um, where his mom and dad taught him or told him what to do. Um, really wasn't allowed to do anything um, besides what they wanted. He got up, he worked, he worked, he worked, he, you know, um, I guess homeschooled them, wouldn't let them go out amongst the society. Um, you know, they're very religious, um, and they are a very, very talented family. Um, but, you know, God says, gives you free will, okay? Free will, they didn't have. Um, they weren't allowed to make choices. Um, I just think that it caught up to them. That being said, 
What happened inside the Stockdale family home that day will never be fully known. The small glimpse we got into the Stockdale's home life isn't enough to paint a complete picture of the family and their dynamic. There is a lot of speculation and rumours about why this came to be, how it happened and what prompted it. But whatever happened and why, it is still a devastating ordeal for everyone involved in this case.